Hi, Pastor Craig here. This is the Resurrection Sunday service of 2023. This service is only in audio form. Uh, there was no video due to all the things that were going on and, and stuff. You will see some PowerPoint slides and stuff that were shown at the time of the service, and I hope you enjoy it. Without further ado, Resurrection Sunday service. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this time. I pray, Father, that we may just have a wonderful time worshiping you and glorifying you. And I pray, Father, that um, as we just come together, that we may fellowship with one another and, and care for one another and show your love to one another. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So um, we are on Resurrection uh, Sunday. We are taking a pause from our normal uh, series that we've been on, is Jesus the Christ the Messiah. And if you would like to uh, follow any other series or like link with iTunes or Spotify, you know, you can search for the messages. Uh, you can just go to agjordanmt.com and it has all the links that are there. It is Resurrection Sunday and we're celebrating. But one of the things about this is how to keep it fresh. How, how do we keep it so that we're thinking about something new? Because the way God works in our heart and in our life is always something new. So um, I have a little question for you. Uh, don't move it. Yeah, well, yeah, you can, yeah, just go ahead. You can keep it up there. That's perfectly fine. My very, very first question for you is what's 81 times 9? The people who are from the, 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 the morning service will already know the answer. Anybody have the answer? You got 729. That is correct. 729. Now, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. And Skylar can answer since she's so active about having, you know, poking you. That's perfectly fine, too. I'm, I'm good. How did you actually do that? Did you take the whole number or did you take it one step at a time? Did you do nine times one and drop down and then and you, that's how you did it, right? In your brain, right? You just doom, 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 right? Okay. That brought order. You knew exactly. I knew what you're doing. You knew what you were doing. We arrived at that answer, right? So when you look at this problem right here, Okay, if you were to add this from the left to the right, go ahead and go to the next slide. If you were add it to from the left to the right, which that's how you're supposed to do math, right? You add from the left to the right, right? Equals 24. If you add from the center and go out, it equals 18. Wait a minute, is that a different problem? No, it's not a different problem. It's actually the same exact problem, two different answers. Why am I getting two different answers? Same math problem. Order, right? Does anybody know, other than the people that were in my morning service, <laughs> does anybody know the order? Is there an order that I can follow that would make sure that when you do math and when I do math, that we're all on the same page. What is that called? Anybody? Anybody? Anybody remember? Everett, do you remember? Order of operations. Do you remember how we remember what the order of operations are? Do you remember? Beth knows. Anybody else remember? I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna be very fair right now and just admit I had to look it up. Okay, that's all I'm saying. All right, so don't feel bad. 
Go ahead, Logan. Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Stands for parentheses first, so that means anything in parentheses and brackets. Exponents, that is to the power of, which we're not dealing with right here. We have multiplication, division, addition, subtraction. Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Okay? It is the way that you can actually do this problem. So if you'll go back up a couple slides and just display it, can you see what's the very first thing that we were supposed to do? Inside the parentheses. Now remember, guys, for those of you who, who do not know or do not remember, you always work from the left to the right within the order of operations. So we're going to add first. And so 11 plus 1 equals 12. And uh, minus 4 equals 8. Okay, we're doing good. All right, we haven't messed up yet. The next thing that we're going to do is we're going to work within the brackets. So that would be 6 times 8. We divide by 8. 8 goes into 48 six times. Okay? 2 equals 12 plus 3. What I like about this right here, and everybody's like, Greg, so for those of you who are not a lovers of math right now, you're probably really irritated at me, and I am sorry. But my point is this. Without the order of operations, we're not on the same page. Just, the whole entire point of the order of operations is so just in this case, right here, exactly the interaction that you just saw right here is exactly why we have the order of operations, because without one order, we're not on the same page. We are not on the same page if we don't get it actually there. Now, here's the thing. When God created mankind, he had one order of operations, and that order of operations included walk with him in the garden. Are you understanding this? The one order of operations equaled a relationship between God and you, individual, and walking in the garden. The whole entire thing about the order of operations gives you a way so that we can be on the same page. God had the same order of operations when he created you and I. He had the same thing. And see, the thing about it is, you know what sin did? You know what sin did? Sin brought with it a price. And sin brought a separation with God. That knowledge of good and evil, the greatest amount of good and the greatest amount of evil. And it it made the relationship with God so that in order for me to have a relationship with God, I first have to find forgiveness because of the disobedience that was within my heart. I had to follow a way to actually do that. That order required me for a sacrifice in order for my heart and my life to get a one-on-one -on -one relationship with God. At the very beginning, we didn't have any of that. At the very beginning, you and I walking with God, that's exactly what it was meant to be. What did sin do? The want of knowledge, the want of the knowledge of good and evil caused a separation and a price. Sin perverted the view of God. God did not pervert his view. Sin skewed the view of God. 
and made the relationship with God into opinions, into ideas, into some things that made logical sense to them. Oh, how do you serve God? Well, I serve God by doing this. I serve God by doing that. And we have all sorts of different reasons why. And each individual follows their own order of operations to feel like they actually are serving God. Well, how do you know you're serving God? Well, because I think I am. Well, that's weird. Because the person next door thinks the same way. So how is it that I can be serving God and they can be serving God, but we're not, even, it's not, we're not even on the same page? Why do we have different denominations? Why do we have different religions? Why do we have all different things? Why? Because sin perverted the view of God. The sacrifice for sin was the common thing that all throughout, and you can see in the history of different ways of how they replaced God and how they served different gods and how they did it. Amazingly enough, sacrifice was still a portion of them, some of them really nasty. I'm not going to go into those. God then chose the people to reveal his order of operations. Thus we have the Ten Commandments. The Torah, known as the Law of Moses, went into further detail of how people interact with one another, what happens when an animal gores another person, what happens when somebody is mistreated, what happens when somebody is not treated well. It has all these order of operations. Then God's chosen people further defined this in what is known as an oral tradition, later written and became known as the Talmud a collection of the Torah as well as oral traditions combined. These traditions changed the order of operation. Are you hearing me? They changed the order of operations based on their traditions. How do I know this? Because Jesus said it. In Mark 7.13, making the word of God of no effect through your tradition which you have handed down and many such things you do. And then later, Jesus further defines the order of operations for what defiles us because he takes them in and he talks to them and he looks at them and then further on in that in Mark 7 in verse 14 when he had called all the multitude to himself he said to them hear me everyone and understand there is nothing that enters a man from outside which can defile him but the things which come out of him, those are the things that defile a man. What is that? Whatever comes from the outside, but the things that are coming from the inside, the things that are coming from my heart, that's what defiles. What is the oral traditions? The oral traditions were things that were said, don't do this to yourself, don't do that, don't do this, don't let other people see what you're doing or don't let other people see things. You're outside. Guess what defiles a person? The outside is just what other people see. It's the inside. It doesn't matter if you say, I serve and honor God, when on the inside, you're doing your own thing. Verse 16, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Sacrifice was still a known for forgiveness of sin. In John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And yes, I did memorize that in King James Version. And I will always quote that in the King James Version because that's what I love. So there you are. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. What is the goal? What am I trying to get at? What I'm trying to get at is that we are the body of Christ. If you so choose to follow after Jesus, if you so choose to get to know the Son of God, it is not about religion. It is not about the denomination. It is not about anything like that. It's if you are have a heart that wants to follow after God. Why? Because in the very beginning, God says, walk with me in the garden. And so my question for you is, do you walk with God in the garden? I had a friend of mine when I was doing groceries. I was out on a cart roundup. That's when all the carts have been used up, and so they ask you to actually go out there and round up all the carts and bring them back into the store so other people can use them. And uh, I had about 40 carts that I was pushing through the door, you know, because back in the day, you know, I was young and I can actually do stuff like that. Don't ask me to do it today. I'm not doing it. <laughs> but I was pushing the carts, and I see one of my friends, and he's in, in a car taking his break. And I was like, hey, I missed you at lunch. He's like, yeah, I just decided that I wanted to have some time of prayer and Bible reading. He was private and whatever. He knew that, you know, who my dad was. He knew that I, I believed in God. And, and uh, I said, really? That's interesting. I'm a pastor's kid. I knew about reading my Bible. I knew about praying. I'm not going to say that I was actually following that very well. I'm not going to tell you that at all. I'm saying that I knew about it. I said, I looked at him and I said, you know what, I really, I, 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 I need to get back into that. I need to get back into that. He said, you know what, I want to tell you something. I was exactly like that. This man was probably about my age right now. And he said, I need to get back into that. Or I said, I need to get back into that. And he said, you know what, I, I was the same way. You know what I had to do? I had a pastor come up to me one time and tell me, it's not about you needing to, it's about you wanting to. He said, Greg, if you want to actually go see a movie, what do you do? Well, I go see a movie. Why? Because you want to. Did you need to? No. Greg, when you spend time Playing around. Are you doing that because you need to or because you want to? You want to? God doesn't want the need to. God wants the want to. And I'm like, because I wasn't there. I was a thousand miles from the want to. I was a thousand miles from the wanting to get up in the morning and read my Bible. I was a thousand miles from it, if, if not more. And here's a guy, not my dad, not my mom. Here's a guy looking at me. Good man. Never saw him angry once. He was a peacemaker. He came in, and when people were angry, when he entered into the area, he would bring peace. I don't know, maybe he was an angel. I have no clue who this man was because I never saw him again. 
He worked with me like a few days later and then he was gone. Never saw him again. Here's a man telling me in the nicest way possible your relationship with God was based on need. Because, boy, if I was in trouble, guess who I went to? God. When things were going bad, guess who I went to? God. But when things were going good, what was I doing? Jesus didn't go to the cross because of the need. He went to the cross because he knew that's that's what had to happen, and he wanted to. That's right. Look at yourself in the mirror, and you actually see all the nasty stuff in your stuff in your life. You see all that nasty stuff, and you look at the mirror, and you say that Jesus Christ knew you before you were ever born, and he died on the cross for you. He suffered and died on the cross for you, and he rose from the dead so that you can have a new life, so that you, in your all messed up way, in all your messed up life, and in every single decision, and every single heart thought that you know is there that nobody else knows. Every little deceptive thing, every little thing that you made an excuse on, every little thing that you do in the privacy of your own heart, whatever, we all have it, so nobody point any fingers, because if I'm pointing fingers, I'm having about several fingers pointing at me. We all have it. In this room right here, I guarantee that every single one of us has dark doors that he don't want anybody else to have any entryway. But guess what? God knows. And he knew it when he went on the cross. He knew it when you accepted him. And he knew that that was the journey that he was going to take in your life. He knew exactly what you need. And what do we fill it up? We fill it up with different orders of operation that gives us to a, a result, an answer. It's an answer, but it's not God's answer. It's our answer. You made logical sense out of your own life, and you said, this is what makes sense to me, and you lived with it, and that was fine until today. Because now I'm telling you that the order of operation has nothing at all to do with you. It has everything to do with God. And God says, his order of operation says, if you accept my son, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you are saved. And that relationship says, walk in the garden with me. Why? Because the spirit of God that is within you witnesses to your spirit. Has nothing to do with religion. Has nothing to do with me as a pastor. Has nothing. Because the same requirement on you is the same requirement on me. You think, I don't have issues? Hang out with me for more than 15 minutes. You'll find out I have a lot of issues. This is about reality. 
Jesus really died on the cross. Jesus really was buried. And over 500 people, eyewitness reports of seeing Jesus alive and walking around. And that's what we're celebrating today. Oh, Greg, it doesn't kind of feel like a celebration. Yeah, it is a celebration. You want to know why? Because all you have to do right now, today, all you have to do, accept the new life that Jesus has for you. You're like, well, I know about Jesus. I've accepted Jesus. Yeah, but I'm saying this, is that those dark doors that you don't want to go through, I am challenging you to go through. Or does that mean I have to say something? No, no, no. What I'm saying is, is that go into that closet with the Lord Father and walk in the garden with him and let him walk you through it. Why? Because if you have a lot of sin, guess what? That's a prerequisite to exactly what Jesus did on the cross. So if you want forgiveness and need forgiveness, turns out all you have to do is what? Have a broken heart and a contrite spirit. You know what that means? Very simply, are you willing to humble yourself down to the Lord God Almighty and are you willing to change? Are you willing to allow yourself and your life to say, I can't do this? And are you willing to change? Because if you're willing to change and you have that broken and contrite heart, broken heart and contrite spirit, it says this, that God will never despise it and he will do it. Are you willing to go? This has nothing to do with you going to anybody. That has nothing to do. I don't know. You can, not, you can leave this door. Forget everything I said. You can leave this door and I would never know. It, it's okay. But what I'm challenging you this day is in the one-on-one -on -one relationship walk in the garden with God because that is exactly what it is about. In Romans chapter 8, verse 1, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh. See, the law governs the flesh. The flesh equals sin. Sin equals death. Carnal mind equals an enemy of God. In John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And in John 6, 37 through 40, all that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will by no means cast off. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all he has given me I should lose nothing, but should raise it up the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. And Jesus proved this by not staying dead. God's order of operation equaled a relationship with him. And it wasn't based on opinion. It was based on Jesus. It wasn't based on a viewpoint. It was based on the blood of Christ. And not based on perception of what you think. It's based on the resurrection. 
we celebrate the Resurrection Sunday by walking in the garden with the Father. That is the challenge. Are you willing to do that? Pray with me. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Thank you, Father, for everything you do in our hearts and in our minds and in our lives. And I pray, Father, that we may take this relationship and that we may walk with you and that we may celebrate this Resurrection Sunday as a new creature, for it is not I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And I pray, Father, that anything that needs to happen, that you will walk us through. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. I hope that you have enjoyed this service. You can find services like this and a part of other series at agjordanmt.com. I hope you have a wonderful, blessed day.